Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 145 of SwiftCast. This is Nate. Adam. Haley. And Steph. And this is really exciting because never before in SwiftCast history have we had such an amazing combination of hosts, if I do say so myself. Such a unique combination of hosts. Never before have there been the exact combination of myself, Adam, Haley, and Steph. Pretty exciting. Yeah, we just realized earlier when we were getting ready for the episode that We've never had this combination of the four of us before, so we thought it was cool. These are exciting times we live in. Mm -hmm. One of our hosts, Ashley, is actually meeting, if you guys are familiar with the podcast Gilmore Guys, uh, which is a really popular podcast in the Gilmore Girls fandom, and just in general as a podcast, she is actually meeting them tonight, and so we're going to hear all about that, I'm sure, on the next episode. Yeah, Gilmore Girls has really been revitalized through that podcast, and now... Netflix has taken on the series and is going to have four episodes on Gilmore Girls. Which I'm not a Gilmore Girls person, and I don't, I'm, you know, my finger's not on the pulse of this whatsoever. But when I hear about these things, that it's getting a reboot and how many people are excited for it, I know it must be big. It's huge. And I always wondered if Taylor is a Gilmore Girls fan. I could totally see her being one. Yeah, I mean, it's so big that this podcast is traveling around the country and doing live shows. Isn't that what they're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I think Taylor is a fan of Rory. Yes, I could totally see Taylor being a fan of Rory. That is literally the only character I know on that show. I can tell you what they look like. That is the only name I know. That's impressive, though. Thank you. Well, anyway, without further ado for you guys, uh, we're going to jump right into our episode. Um, Our first segment is a few older tweets for you guys. And the first one comes from... March 8th, 2010, Taylor wrote, Just found my iPod from sophomore year. Same car, same roads, same music, windows down, I'm 16 again. I wonder what is on Taylor's iPod from sophomore year. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see, her and I were both sophomores. We're both the same age. Uh, what was on my, I don't know, like, Florida or something? So what year was that? When you... Uh, that was 2006. 2006. She probably had some country on there. She probably had some country, yeah. Her taste in music was probably way more sophisticated than mine was at that time. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see Flo Rida. I bet maybe even Kanye West was on there. Oh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, wasn't Gold Digger around then? It was, Gold Digger, yep. That was a Gold Digger era. Oh, Sandstorm? Do you guys remember that song? Sandstorm, yeah. yeah by the <laughs> Everybody had that song. At every high school dance, Sandstorm. And yeah, I was thinking when I saw this tweet, I wonder what version of the iPod it was. Because I remember back in 2010, I was probably still using one of my really old 
first generation or second generation iPods, you know, those tiny colored ones. Probably, yeah. Were they the Nanos or something? I think even before the Nanos. Oh. In 2006, the Nanos were pretty big, I'm just going to say. It's funny how things change. <laughs> well, our next one comes from March 7th of 2011. We rode on a double-decker tour bus today. It ruled. About to go on stage at Rotterdam. Loving the crowd on this tour so far. So that was when she took the Speak Now World Tour internationally first, before she came to America. Which I remember it was so difficult not to look at tour photos because I knew she was abroad and I didn't want to be spoiled, so I was trying really hard. It was really tough. I was I was really active on Twitter at that time. Literally, they were everywhere. I, I couldn't help it. I saw everything. I knew everything about that concert. Oh. I somehow didn't know that much. But it was really pretty much the same thing, right? Or did she not have the full stage equipment over there? That's what I was going to ask. Was the tour back in the Speak Now era the same international and U.S. or not? I don't think it was. I think the set was different. The U.S. tour was definitely a lot bigger. But a lot of the choreography was pretty much the same. I don't remember if they brought the rotating tree overseas or not. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know because I was just trying to avoid it all. I don't think she had a B stage. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. It's so funny, though, because then a year later, she wrapped up Speak Now in Australia in 2012, and she had the bangs. She had already cut her bangs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right at the tail end of the Speak Now tour. Yeah, and so a year later, you would see her with these bangs doing the Speak Now tour. It was so weird. Wasn't it because of Vogue? Right. Yeah, straighten the hair, cut the bangs. As always, I was furious. I'm like, Taylor, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then you loved it. I know. And then it always grows on me. And I'm like, you made the right choice. Well, our next one is when Taylor was in Australia in 2012 in March. On March 8th, she tweeted, We ended up seeing Sydney by boat last night. Thanks, Paul Sidoti, for taking photos. And she included an Instagram photo. So at this point, she was wrapping up the Speak Now World Tour, and she had bangs. I remember this picture. For some reason, I don't. I just loaded it up, and I feel like I've never seen it before. But it's nice. It's a cool picture. It is a cool picture. That is one place I have never been that I would love to go to, Australia. You have to go see Taylor there. Now that would be a road trip. <laughs> we could be like that little girl who their whole family flew to Australia to see Taylor play and then got to meet Taylor in the airport on the way back to L.A. That's awesome. <laughs> well, our last one comes from March 9th of 2015, last year. Taylor tweets, driving around with the Kelsey Ballerini EP on repeat. So lovely. Hashtag, yeah boy. Hashtag, love me like you mean it. You know what's really awesome about this is... Kelsey just did an interview a couple days ago, maybe a week or two ago, and she was talking about Yeah Boy, and she said that Taylor told her that she really, really liked the song Yeah Boy because she considered it to be her song for her boyfriend because she had recently met her boyfriend, Calvin Harris, in February when she started listening to the song Yeah Boy, and it reminded her of a boyfriend. And she tweeted about it on March 9th. I have not actually listened to that song yet. I've read the lyrics, but I need to listen to it. And look how far Kelsey has come in the past year. Oh, yeah. So far. Look how far 
Taven has come in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Taven, more on that in just a second. We're going to be moving on to our next segment, our new segment, Keeping Up With Swift. And our first piece of news is something that Taylor has done a lot recently. After the Oscars or the Academy Awards, there is always after parties that a lot of the celebrities go to. And Taylor went this year, and she went with her brother Austin as well as Lord. That photo they took actually looked like, to me, it looked like a movie poster. But Taylor tweeted that it looked like something for a new primetime show called Family Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really epic picture. It just looked so much like a movie poster. I don't know about you guys. I really, I just, just about the picture, I really liked the colors in the picture. I thought it, I don't know. I always liked that kind of dark but sophisticated look. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Taylor and Austin are both wearing black, and then Lord is wearing like a, a grayish top and a black dress, I guess you would call it. So yeah, it's very dark, and then you have the old-fashioned looking wall behind them, and it, yeah, like you guys have said, it's just a very cool photo. And Taylor in her solo photos just looked absolutely stunning i think she was really the star of the night and she wasn't even nominated for an oscar i love this photo so much i actually changed my phone background oh nice oh really yeah. oh that's funny that's cool i haven't changed it in like a year and a half and i finally changed it our next piece of news is taylor sent donatella versace an incredible flower arrangement which we don't know much why she sent the flowers but Donatella did design her dress for the Grammys, so that could be why. Oh, yeah, maybe that's why. And the colors actually sort of looked like her dress colors, right? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. She just thinks of everything, doesn't she? She really does. Very detail-oriented. The flower arrangement is really cool looking. I'm glad you said that. I didn't realize why she was sending flowers, but that makes complete sense now. Yeah, Billboard did an article on it. And Donatella was talking about how she liked the color blocking of the two. Oh. So did he say that she suggested the color blocking or he just made it? She was quoted, I was thinking about color blocking, which seems like a very simple idea, but this is pure couture. The complexity is in choosing the right colors and then the cut to fit and create the power and the drama. Oh. So for our listeners who are fashion illiterate, uh, not me, of course. Uh, what is color blocking? <laughs> what is that? So color blocking is if you look at a color wheel, you take the opposite colors, basically, and kind of mix them together. Oh, like color opposites, like blue and orange or uh, yeah. red and green? Okay. And you put them together, like Taylor's dress of the Grammys. Well, hers was like an orange and magenta, like... Is that... I mean, you don't have to be completely directly across from each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's more... It kind of creates an interesting combination, or you can do complementary colors, combinations. It's basically all about the color wheel and, like, playing with that. Well, it looked really nice, what she wore. I really liked that dress. And that was the coolest part about it, were the colors. Oh, yeah. And it just was... I think I said this on the Grammy episode, but it was so perfect for the 1989 era the colors sort of reminded me of the 80s and the way it was a crop top and skirt combo. That was the 1989 era. So it was really a, just a perfect dress to accept album of the year in. Well, Perez Hilton earlier this week 
posted a photo on Instagram of his son, Mario, and Mario had this guitar, and it turned out it was a guitar that Taylor hand-painted for him back when he was born. And it's just this gorgeous hand-painted guitar, and Taylor signed it, and it looks a lot like the guitars that she sent out all over the country, probably the world. She was hand-painting guitars and sending them out to sick kids and Perez Hilton's son. And Ed Sheeran actually talked about it once and was telling a crowd of people about how Taylor does this in her free time. And it was just cool to see it up close. Yeah, and the caption that he put with it was really nice. He wrote, he picked this up just now, and I explained to him that a real-life angel named Taylor Swift hand-painted this and sent it to him as a present after his birth. He already loves it, and one day he will fully appreciate the epicness of this guitar. A real-life angel. That is too funny. I want a Taylor guitar. Me too. I'm going to have to stalk eBay. I can't even imagine how much that would go on eBay if somebody oh, man. was crazy enough to sell it. Oh, thousands easily. Thousands. Maybe even tens of thousands. Oh, yeah. Some people pay big money for guitars, so. And hand-painted by Taylor? Especially, right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I had that, it'd be, you know, you'd be crazy to give it up just in the first place. But you can make some good money on, on one of those, I'm sure. Well, speaking of Taylor and things she does in her free time, she was nominated for six Radio Disney Awards, which comes as no surprise. She was nominated for the Best Female Artist, for Song of the Year for Bad Blood, Most Talked About Artist, Best Breakup Song for Bad Blood, Artist with the Best Style, I wonder if that's a pun, I'm not sure, and Fiercest Fans, which, as we all know, we are obviously the fiercest. We absolutely are. If Taylor doesn't win Artist with the Best Style, just for, you know, writing the song style, I'm going to be kind of upset. That's a good point. <laughs> she should definitely win that. Well, in other music news... Carson Daly announced that at least one Taylor song has been on his countdown every single week since 1989's release back in 2014. I thought that was just crazy. Yeah, so obviously all the singles that she's had have been hits. Yeah, every single week. I was actually just thinking about this earlier today. It is so funny how at the end of Red Era, you can go back and listen to you know episodes on this podcast, how we were discussing album five and you know everything about it and then when it finally hit and we're like wow it's gonna be a pop album and we were all so skeptical <laughs> about this entire era and little did we know it just blew up into what it is i mean just literally the biggest of all time it's just insane yeah we were a little bit worried and we really had no reason to be worried so soon we will start the predictions and discussion about album six hopefully hopefully <laughs> who knows and our last bit of news is that march 6th so today is the anniversary of calvin and taylor dating one year guys Aww. i knew they'd make it a year and Taylor posted a picture on instagram with a locket that calvin gave her and it is engraved with the dates 3-6-2015, so their date that they first started dating. And Calvin posted a Snapchat of the cake that they had, and it said one year. And he panned to Taylor, and she looked really happy. That was really cute. 
It was adorable. And it looked like they were in Nashville, weren't they? I couldn't tell. It looked like Taylor was in Tampa earlier this week with her parents in Austin, I think celebrating her dad's birthday. And Austin posted a video of them watching dolphins. So maybe she went back to Nashville after that. I just want to take a moment to fully appreciate that Calvin and Taylor have made it a full year. I know some people were really skeptical that the relationship, first of all, wasn't even real. I have stuck behind <laughs> Calvin and Taylor this entire time. And really, I'm just going to put all the glory on myself. So booyah to the haters. It's been a year. Well, my gloating aside, we just have one bit of calendar news for you. And that is on April 6th, the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And those are going to be held at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on April 6th. And Bad Blood is nominated for Best Collaboration, which is pretty cool. And, of course, as usual, no surprise, Swifties are nominated for Best Fan Army. So Swifties have two nominations now, iHeartRadio and Radio Disney. Yeah, not surprised. We're a force to be reckoned with. Hopefully when we get an award, we'll all get one in the mail, right? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> that would be so cool. I would lock it away in a vault. And actually, I remember last year at the iHeartRadio Awards, Swifties did not win Best Fan Army. It actually went to the Five Seconds of Summer fans. Yeah, we can't let that happen again. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Did it, was that fan voted? I don't remember. I think so. Was it? Hmm. And so, of course, with the iHeartRadio Music Awards coming up and just awards shows in general, you obviously know that there will be some performances there. And our speculation is that maybe because New Romantics is the new single, that possibly Taylor might be performing at the awards show. Now, nothing is confirmed, obviously. You know, this is just all of our speculation. But we did spend a fair amount of time last week on last week's episode talking about New Romantics being the new single and basically everything that goes along with it. So whether she'll perform or not is is up for debate, I guess. But um, if you guys haven't listened to our episode about New Romantics and basically everything about it, check out last week's episode, episode 144. And just to add on to what Nate said earlier, he mentioned the Best Collaboration and Best Fan Army Awards. And Taylor's actually up for a bunch more awards too that I didn't even realize, but she's also up for Song of the Year for Blank Space, Female Artist of the Year, Album of the Year for 1989, Best Tour for the 1989 World Tour, and finally, Best Memeable Moment, Taylor Swift's Crazy Girl with Running Mascara from the Blank Space music video. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I think she'll win a lot of those. Definitely. And those awards, last year they were broadcast on TV, so I'm assuming this year they will be as well. Well, as always, some people had some Swifty problems this past week, and we have one from at CaitlinRenee11 on Twitter, and she wrote, Why do I listen to Last Kiss even though it makes me so sad? Swifty problems. And it is sad, but it's such a good song. I think it's a very, very underrated song. And people accuse me of saying that about every song. <laughs> if there's one from that album that's underrated, I'd agree. Definitely Last Kiss. If you just listen to the lyrics, wow. Wasn't that Ed Sheeran's favorite song? Isn't that what got him interested in, in Taylor's music? It was Last Kiss. 
I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. And it's weird for me because I feel like I don't listen to Last Kiss often on the Speak Now album, but I really do like it both on the Speak Now World Tour DVD and the CD that comes with it. I really love that version out at the B stage. Yeah, there's just so much raw emotion that goes into that song. It's really very authentic and very, just overall, just a, a great song to listen to. And we're sure that you're all having Swifty problems right now, so feel free to send them to us. Yes, definitely. Please do. You guys can email us, you guys can tweet us. Uh, we're going to cover all of that uh, later in our episode, so please, please just send them in. We'd love to read them. And a big thank you to Caitlin Renee 11 for sending that one to us. And now we are going to be moving on to my favorite segment, of course, the fashion segment. And the first one we have is from the Vanity Fair Oscar party that we mentioned earlier, which was in Los Angeles on February 28th. And Taylor was wearing an Alexander Vauthier Spring 2013 Couture dress, and there is no listing available for that. And she was also carrying Jimmy Choo gold medal clutch bag, and that was $1,550. And her shoes were Giuseppe Zanotti Coline Strappy Sandals, and those are $845. She was also wearing a Lorraine Schwartz ring. Our other outfit she was seen in this week was when she was leaving the Wilshire Hotel with Calvin in Beverly Hills on March 1st. And she was wearing a rag and bone Galena ribbed dress. And that's $425. Good old rag and bone. She loves that stuff. She's definitely been wearing it a lot more lately. So that's all we really have for our fashion segment this week. We haven't seen Taylor out and about too much, which is unfortunate. But, you know, uh, within the coming days, I'm sure we're going to be seeing her. For our main discussion this week, we have decided to talk about an article that came out this past Wednesday. Now, this article was satire, but it was pretty funny, you know, and it it really got us thinking. The general premise of the article was that Taylor had supposedly bought a house outside of Denver in a town called Estes Park, Colorado. And, you know, of course, you know, the whole thing was satire, nothing was true, but it really got us thinking. It got us interested in where could Taylor possibly live other than where she already does right now in these big cities, that would really be a good move for her or a funny move or, you know, anything like that. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Does anyone want to kick us off? Well, I'll kick off with Taylor should definitely move to Estes Park. (laughs) I think Haley's a little bit biased in this. (laughs) It's about an hour away from me, so it's definitely a good choice. Estes Park is definitely a tourist town during the summer. When my sister first sent me this satire article, I was at work and I was like, you know what? That would probably be a good place for her to move. There's always Vail and Aspen, which is huge for celebrities to go to. But Estes Park is high enough, it's beautiful enough, quiet enough that the people around wouldn't care that she's there. So I really think that she should move to Estes. When I read this article, I thought it sounded really real. There were quotes... (laughs) And they were attributing the quotes to Us Weekly magazine. And we just talked about last week how Taylor did this exclusive collectible edition for Us Weekly. It comes out in May. I actually already saw it in the grocery store today, just in case anybody's already looking. But so I thought, oh, maybe 
she's announcing this in the magazine. Then they later removed all references to Us Weekly, and then we realized it was fake. Well, a lot of people thought it was real. A lot of the actual country radio stations were reporting about it. Big Country 97.9 actually, the next day, got a email from Taylor's management saying, no, that's a satire oh website. God. And so he had to make an apology to everybody. It's pretty funny. It's funny. He says, my excitement quickly faded when I read that they weren't as excited to talk to me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I do have to kind of agree. I'd be pulling for you, Haley, uh, only because... You know, I've never directly been, well, at least on the east side of the Rockies, but out west, it's really just like a gorgeous place. I, I love the scenery. I love the area. I think it just aesthetically just looks very nice. I think that'd be a, a good place for Taylor to move anyway. I was talking to some of my coworkers about it. It would probably be a good place for her to buy because she has one on each coast and she has her summer home. This could be her winter home. There you go. Freezing cold winter home. <laughs> when she was there over Christmas, too. That was why That's I true. thought it was also mm -hmm. maybe real. Oh, is that where she was when she posted the photos of them in the snow with the snowman? She was in Vail. Okay. Isn't that close, though? Or is that... <sighs> Not technically. It's more two hours kind of in the opposite direction in the mountains. You have to go out of your way to get there. It's still kind of close. But yeah, like you said, she has the summer homes, so a winter home would be perfect. Yeah, of course, we know she has homes um, in California, Rhode Island, New York City, Nashville. Yeah, I think it's time. I think she, she has to move to the West. She needs another house. <laughs> she does need another house. You know what I'm pulling for? And this is more of a practical one, a, a good practical move for our... UK listeners out there, I think she either needs to move to London or Dublin or, you know, she has to buy a house out there somewhere. She had the secret session there for 1989. She generally just loves the country. I mean, not to mention not needing a place to stay in Europe, but having a place to stay in Europe would really be a good move for her. So I don't know. I'm pulling for you UK folks out there. Yeah, maybe she'll buy a Scottish castle like the tabloids have reported in the past. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. I don't know. It just makes sense. You know, sell off one of her other places and, and buy one out there. I could totally see that. Especially if things with Calvin continue on the trajectory that they're going. So, Well, I was going to say that she has the West Coast covered with Los Angeles and the East Coast covered with New York. And like you guys mentioned before, she needs a place more in the middle. So I was thinking the other huge huge city in the middle of the country is chicago so what about chicago oh i wonder why you picked chicago because <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of our hosts from there <laughs> does oprah still live in in chicago well that's funny that you mentioned that because it's well known that oprah has or had i'm not totally sure and since you brought this up we can discuss a little bit but oprah either has or had one of the nicest and most expensive condos in the entire city i think she owned something like the top three floors of a high-rise building with 360 degree views of the whole city and the lake so i feel like if oprah is not there anymore that could be taylor's perfect home oh boom just move right in but yeah it would be a great place for her to go in the summer i don't think 
Taylor would want to live there in the winter because it's cold and windy, but in the summer, it's a great city. Yeah, my first and only time being in Chicago was for the 1989 tour, and that was during the summer. It really is a cool city. Chicago is awesome. In the summer, I haven't seen it in the winter. From what I understand, it's just as bad there in the winter as it is where I live, in which case I would not recommend. But <laughs> but uh, even still, Chicago is really cool. I think just even if it wasn't for a good, I guess, practical move, at the very least, it'd be a great you know, vacation spot, especially overlooking the lake. I mean, that's that's got to be worth something. So, Steph, what about you? What about uh, like a practical or, you know, even whimsical destination for Taylor? What do you think? It's so hard because we're all so geographically biased. I would pick. I know. <laughs> Pennsylvania, and I'm sure. Uh, of course, you would. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, oh, yep. You know, Taylor, come come back to PA. Just come on back. <laughs> yeah, we'll take you back, Taylor. But I guess realistically, I could see if she wanted something different. I actually could see something like Colorado or somewhere obscure. Right now, though, I just I think she's really focused on L.A. She really has been spending all of her time there. And even when it warms up on the East Coast, I don't really see her coming back to New York much. So I think she wants this next phase of her life to really be focused on the West Coast. And so if she wants to be on the West, then maybe if she wanted somewhere more obscure to go, it would make sense to have something in Oregon or Washington State. She's a big Grey's Anatomy fan, maybe Seattle or something. I don't know. You know, it's interesting that you say that because it only really just clicked until you just said that. But it's interesting how her albums have almost been influenced by the places that she's moved or vice versa, I guess. Just looking at 1989, obviously New York. I mean, everybody knows that. Looking at Red, the big move that she made was Rhode Island. And for the people who may not know about Red Album, a lot of it was very, like, 1960s kind of based, almost. Like, you know, this old-style classic feel. And obviously, Rhode Island is very notorious. Rhode Island, Massachusetts, for housing, like, the Kennedy family. And, you know, this very, um, almost like, classic, just part of American society, almost. So, it's really interesting now that you say that, so. Oh, yeah. I actually think she... He's in L.A., maybe not just because Calvin's mostly around there, but I think she is actually working on a new album. Maybe it will be released later than we expect, but I think she wanted a new setting. She, for every album, seems to go to a different place, which I think is smart. It is smart, right? Gives you a new perspective on a lot of things. Exactly. And even just, if you haven't listened to our past few episodes, you should go back because we've been interviewing some really awesome artists from all over the world and they always talk about how they go to different places when they're writing new albums because you can be inspired by so many things depending on where you are so yeah i think this next album will be focused in la maybe she'll go to the caribbean on vacation with calvin and come back and then have some reggae elements in her new album <laughs> get Snoop Lion as a <laughs> a collaborator. Or last year she went to Hawaii with Haim. Maybe she'll go to Hawaii again and come back with some Hawaiian music. <laughs> How funny. But I think it's a positive thing. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree. And for fans out there who are worried she's going to be taking a long break, I really don't see that happening. I think she's probably working on something right now. I hope she is. I think she is too. 
you know, I still have my reserves, but I hope she is too. And Nate, how you mentioned earlier that in the past, and you can go back and listen to past episodes, how everybody was so skeptical about 1989, I think that's a good thing because we don't want the next album to be like 1989. We want it to be different, and I think it will be different. And regardless of what type of music it is, what type of sound it is, what producers or writers she works with, I'm sure we're all going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Yeah. Not that I've said it every album, but you know, every time a new album comes out, I'm always very happy with the turnout. So She just never disappoints. She, she doesn't. She really doesn't. Well, the moral of the whole story is that Taylor is moving to Colorado now, so uh, <laughs> so Haley, get ready. Well, that's all we have for this week's episode for you guys. Uh, just a couple reminders before you go. First of all, please press the subscribe button on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you press the subscribe button, it will download the latest episode for you automatically each week. And if you leave us a five-star rating and review, it helps other people find our podcast a lot easier. Fans, Swifties, uh, just random people. It'd be really awesome if you guys left us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it. So if you guys do want to contact us, though, otherwise, whether to submit for a mini-segment, talk about anything in our discussions, the episodes, or just, you know, to say, hey, you can find us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Find us on Tumblr, swiftcast13.tumblr.com. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. On Facebook, facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Or you can find all of these things on our website, swiftcast13.com. So what do you guys think next week Taylor will do? Haley, what do you think? Well, I think Taylor will be listening to all of our suggestions and kind of hear that Estes Park is validated and will come out here and buy a house. I hope so, for your sake. I might just randomly show up at your doorstep. I'm cool with that. I told my friends I have... That was true. I'd be moving to Estes. <laughs> okay, Adam, what do you think? What do you got? Well, I was randomly looking up Calvin Harris's website and his schedule, and it seems like he plays a lot of Friday nights in Vegas. So I think on an upcoming Friday night, we'll see Taylor at one of his shows. I am actually surprised, yeah, that she doesn't go to more of his shows. I don't know, especially that she's she's off now, I guess. But, you know, it was funny... When I was in Las Vegas last year, you know, I was just being kind of braggadocious, but somebody had brought up that they were going to see Calvin, and I'm like, oh, you know who Calvin's girlfriend is? And I'm like, Taylor Swift. I'm like, I met Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, anyway, all for you, Taylor. We're just that dedicated. Well, what do you think, Steph? What do you think next week Taylor will do? It's so hard to predict these days. I had no idea that she was going to be in Tampa this week, and then she just showed up in Tampa. And I, I guess we think right now she's in Nashville. I think so. But I think she'll probably, I think she'll probably be back in LA, probably going to the gym, which in my opinion means recording something, <laughs> because I'm, I'm living on this hope that she's absolutely getting ready for the next era, and so yeah, I think she'll be spotted out a little bit, but not too much. It's tough to predict what she's going to do during the off season. It really is. Yeah, you're right. Well, I think that Taylor's going to get really bored, and she's going to go on this massive social media spree where she'll just be tweeting and 
sharing things and Instagramming and doing all kinds of things because she loves interacting with us on social media. That's what I think. Well, it has been two weeks since she's liked something, so she's definitely overdue. She goes through these phases, I noticed. So anyway, impractical things aside, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of SwiftCast, episode 145. This has been Nate. Adam. Haley. And Steph. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.